KXSF LP San Francisco. My name is Del Sur, and you are now tuned into the Chasm on 102.5 FM, back on the transmitter and streaming live all the time at KXSF.FM. We've got the Chasm till midnight with yours truly, Del Sur, and Destroy Boys coming up real soon. A couple of announcements to start off, and then we'll get into it. Stick around. Support for KXSF comes from Open Mind Music, a haven for record lovers since 1994. Henry at Open Mind believes music soothes the soul, inspires change, and makes us move. Find a wide variety from ABBA to Zappa, funk to punk, bebop to hip-hop, including new and used LPs, vintage turntables, local art, and your chance to meet Roxy the Doxy. Come find your groove in record time at Open Mind Music, 5521 College Avenue near Rockridge Park in Oakland. Hi, KXSF listeners. This is The Creep, host of Creeping Death Radio Show. One hour of heavy metal every other Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco, spanning all genres of the heavy metal spectrum. Tune in, turn it up to 10, and get to banging. And remember, if it ain't heavy, it ain't Creeping Death. Once again, welcome to The Chasm with Del Sur. I am joined through Zoom today by Destroy Boys. We got Alexia and we got Vi. How y'all doing? Good. So good. So good to see you. I've never been better. So happy. We love you, Del Sur. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, it's funny. This is my first show back in a couple of weeks I was out of town. Y'all have been venturing around. I have been venturing around. So I'm really happy to be back in studio as well. Yeah. So y'all are pretty much finishing up a tour right now. I mean, I guess you kind of did just finish up a tour, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. How? We were on tour from of May until like the end of June. And now we're going to get back into it soon. 
So you got two dates coming up in San Francisco. Tell us about it. Oh my God, we're so excited. Yeah. We're playing two nights at Great American Music Hall, um, the 16th and 17th. Super excited. It's like one of the most beautiful venues I've ever seen. So I'm excited to be playing. (laughs) It's going to be very fun. We're all really looking forward to it. Yeah. And I'm excited because the bands, because like the lineup is so stacked. Like I was talking about, we were all talking about it earlier. Like, just gonna watch every just every single band every set mm-hmm. oh, so good all of our friends are playing it's gonna be awesome yeah you've got scowl on saturday right yes Heck we love yes. them tell us more about everybody else who's playing yeah first night yeah first night is we're playing with scowl who's the best band in the world yeah great hardcore band think you come again they're like psych rock garage rock Mm-hmm. um and then lose lose um yeah. who are pretty much a brand new band from portland and they're amazing yeah they're gonna open the night and the beautiful buzz lightbeer they're so fun i love oh, them mm-hmm. very fun buzz silly punk band. super fun uh, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah have y'all played great american like, before it, no no we never have time. yeah this yeah. is our first time and we get to do it twice mm-hmm. nice congratulations yeah. i'm very stoked for you hey. Yeah, the second night, it's also stacked. It's like Slaughterhouse, who I've never seen them before, but I'm excited too. Mm-hmm. Um, Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries. I think they're from Fresno. Um, and they make, we- it's a more eggy, it's more like weird night, um, which is great. Nice. And Juice Bums, and Pork Belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you got all kinds of local yeah. bands playing. Yeah. Yeah, we're all about it. Vi, speaking of Scowl, I saw some videos of you hopping on stage with them doing some screaming vocals. Yeah! <laughs> how how did that feel? I know, like, you do oh, some yeah. vocals for Destroy Boys, and which is great, but I loved seeing you get into those, like, screaming vocals. Thank you, dude. I, like, anyone who knows me knows that I, like, these days kind of predominantly listen to hardcore and like scowl has been my favorite band forever and i was way more nervous to get on stage with them than i have ever been for any destroy boy show ever (laughs) truly like i was shaking when i got off stage with them for the first time yeah um it was so so fun though it was literally like a dream come true and then i got to do it a bunch more times and i'll probably do it in sf too so um but i i probably will start a hard that i that i sing it eventually nice i was gonna ask if you were planning to like utilize the screaming vocals more in the future i hope so i literally would love to (laughs) yeah you should dude i've been thinking that you you will really yeah it's tight i would love to uh yeah it sounds (laughs) it sounds really dope thank you so much i really appreciate that i like I've no like real, tra- I definitely don't come from hardcore, you know, I would never claim that, but it's something that I love and admire. And like, I have no training on how to scream, but I, the first time I ever did it was I just got on stage with Gal and just did it. And it was awesome. It yeah. sounded so, so good. Thank you so much. Yeah. I know you, y'all have songs like muzzle whereby I know you hop on the vocals a little bit and it sounds cool. So it's really I mean, from the videos, it was really dope to see you jump on and really get in your elements. And if you were shaking, like, I couldn't tell. You looked <laughs> right at home. So, Thank you. 
much I mean it's it's easy once I get up there because I love the music so much but when I got off I had to like sit down I was so freaked out and was that was... before you had to do your own set yeah yeah second to last song in scowl set so we like played like Already, yeah. 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. later yeah well congratulations you sounded oh, great yeah. thanks um y'all pretty much came up in the punk scene right I know y'all are both from Sacramento originally and Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean from I'm an Austin guy and I've only been in the Bay for three years so I don't know probably nearly as much as y'all do but is there kind of a distinct scene within Sacramento as opposed to San Francisco and is it like more punk over there how do you find that to be a correlation more like power violence and deathcore and like a lot of metal mm-hmm. and there's a lot of indie music also in sacramento um i haven't True. been going to shows that much there since i've been living here and like the pandemic you know kind of put a wrench in all that yeah um but it, it's different i think that here it's it feels like more of a a mesh of genres or it almost feels more psychedelic it feels more like there's more punk like out here yeah mm-hmm. i i think there's just everything everywhere yeah like we we would go for like we would go to punk shows a lot yeah. when we were growing up there um but now as we get older our friends are older and i guess they're just like not playing punk anymore yeah and, like yeah or or i think that the scene like ebbs and flows like there will be a punk scene and then it kind of dies and then it comes back i think sack is more like pop punk emo math rock Mm-hmm. at all there is hardcore but it, it feels more like power violence and, and stuff like that yeah, yeah. power violence it, that's one of my favorite like genre tags yeah it's so i know to go to power violence shows not knowing or see on the flyers as power violence and i'm like what is that <laughs> yeah Next, like, is that who are yeah. the other like bands like that that we saw like power i don't know like nails we, or something oh, what is uh, it? Like nails? Have you ever heard of nails? Uh, I've heard I, of love, nails I like nails a lot. Yeah, nails is. T- I actually just saw kind of a power violence band with one of my favorite band names in a while the other day. They're called Jarhead Fertilizer. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think I think they're from the East Coast, but oh yeah, they're from like Ocean City, Maryland, or something. But um, power violence is fun. It's. Um, if you're not expecting it, like when it comes at you, it's it can be pretty jarring. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going and being like, "Whoa, this is so unlike anything I've ever heard." Like when I first started going to shows, mm-hmm. it was so mind opening. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with punk, like it's cool to see y'all sound kind of evolve, especially on the most recent album. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and I know, like, just hearing y'all play, like, outside of you know, live settings or or just on record, like both of y'all have very diverse interests. And it's really cool to see like all of that culminate on a record too. So do you find like, especially like on this tour specifically, maybe do you find like your influences are expanding even more? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. After watching Scowl and just listening to like Turnstile and um, I don't know, other bands like Gouge Away and stuff like that. Um, I've definitely been wanting to play more kind of hardcore stuff because it's so fun, you know? It's just mm-hmm. like the energy is so different. And so I could definitely see 
our music going there sometimes. Um, but then like in our newer stuff that we've been writing, it's honestly been more like mellow. I don't want to say new wave. That's not, that's definitely not the right mellow. word, but yeah. yeah, it's more mellow. It's more dreamy, like shoegazy almost, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. Our influence is definitely yeah. we're all over the place. Maybe I you're like getting the- some of that like SF jangle pop rubbing off on you. <laughs> I always well, like my two, some of my two favorite artists currently are Gulch and Elliot Smith, nice. which I feel like are fuller, mm-hmm. you know. And I just love the idea of that, like morphing into one single song. Yeah, that's my dream. Yeah, you know. So totally. and I really listening to a lot of like funk and disco, and so. And I was in a salsa band for a little bit and that made, so all those things have made my guitar playing a lot better, just better um, because there's such different chords than I'm used to. So there'll be little, I don't know, more twinkly and mm-hmm. and sort of maybe jagged playing eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like tasteful, funky kind of stuff. Yeah, like we were listening to our old record today, just found like maybe finding some new ideas for the second night of our sf show it just made me remember i'm like we like just used power chords yeah that was it like when we did lead it was like such a special yeah (laughs) it was such a special and it took so much thought and like care and we were like should we do this like and i'm like yeah sure in the practice room like they're always jamming on some s word it's crazy nice yeah i mean i I love alexi hearing you break out like the nylon string classical guitar too oh thank you um i've also alexi heard you talk about having your musical background like not be based specifically in music theory and how that has like allowed you to be a little bit more creative because you're not like boxed in by like you know the knowledge of having to stick to like this scale or that scale or having to use these chords here do you feel like that's still the case and you're still like learning outside of that yeah i definitely think so and i think that goes for both of us not coming from a music theory background i think that it really does help i think that a lot of people get scared including me of, of writing music, because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, who cares? Um, you don't need to know what you're doing necessarily. Yeah. And I really think that not having the rules means that you can just write whatever you want and not have it sound like something you've already heard before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've slowly been learning more music theory and applying it to what I already know, which is really cool. Like so, backwards. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doing it backwards. So that now, I can, I mean, music theory is, is helpful, honestly, because then you can kind of just figure out, okay, like, what do I need to make this end sa- and sound good? Like, okay, play the fifth or whatever comes sure. last. <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> um, I guess in any case, it could be that one. Um, but I think that not having that structure helped me write stuff that was completely mine, you know? Yeah. Even though influences it really forced me to be it forced me to be creative with what i was writing totally there was a chip on the floor it's just over to the left now yeah but it was <laughs> a tortilla chip or a potato chip yeah from the yeah yeah i got what's wrong <laughs> yeah nice well 
Another thing I wanted to ask y'all about, which is kind of like a crossover with my show. I do a lot more like metal and stuff, but I try to keep it open with like heavy music, you know, because heavy music is, is such a broad term and it doesn't even have to be related to the actual sound. But a lot of times it can be related to like subject matter. Um, so and a lot of times like in punk, similar to with metal, there has been in the past like a mentality that's more like standoffish or like aggressive but what's kind of cool what i've been noticing in punk and even in metal these days too is there's also like this big movement kind of against that to be like a lot more inclusive and like just listening a lot more to the people around you which is cool to like have have it be like more punk about the pre-existing punk so do you feel like you've noticed any shift in like the modern like punk atmosphere to be more like accepting um do you want to speak on that? yeah i mean we came up in a scene that was very supportive of us because we were yeah. so young mm-hmm. you know and we're so yeah like we were doing shows in sacramento to nobody at like 15 16 you know and like if those people hadn't been like oh you know go support destroy boys they're new mm-hmm. you know they're young like we wouldn't be where we're at now but I also think it's a double-edged sword where people will support, 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 and like say that they support things, but then a suit is something they're supporting actually ends up like doing bigger things, they will like turn on them, you know, yeah. and that's been a happening for, so for so long in yeah. music that's, and also just humanity, like not to get too gnarly with it. Yeah. Like, um, so I, I really honor the people that I've met, that I've seen, you know, support a lot of local acts that not necessarily just blew up but we're doing like cool new things that are new outside of the local scene and like they continue to support those people and you know also just about general inclusivity like I feel like it's not as much of like a thing anymore you know when like girls play music yeah. like it, something that we ran into a lot is like oh my god and they're girls and it's yeah. like why can't we just be a band you know yeah. like um a lot of people did it, who did it had really good intentions of highlighting that, but it feels a lot of the time like it is a special event when it shouldn't be. It should yeah. just be a band. Yeah. And I how it, you know, people are less inclined to be like female fronted, female fronted to just yeah. be like really good band. Yeah. Which I feel like is cool. It's just getting normalized. Yeah. Totally. You know, that like female fronted doesn't tell you what the band is gonna sound like. At yeah, all, you know. It really doesn't say it, you know, it might give, it might give you a hint as to what the vocals will sound like, but not even, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> against me is female front. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it, it really, it's like not a genre, you know, um, as far as inclusive, as far as like that, the, the sort of supporting until you get big kind of thing. I feel like that comes from a scarcity kind of mindset, honestly, where I think that people, you know, Feel like See, it can't be for yeah them. yeah exactly where there's like not enough room at the table for everybody especially when it comes to people who aren't men being in bands mm-hmm. i really like in my experience that's kind of where it comes from where now at least yeah where i feel like people think that if one band gets big no other band can get big or something like that when right. it's like no like there's enough room for all the bands to exist like yeah. it's kind of a thing of of women like getting pitted against each other and stuff like that um Oh, yeah. I'll say another thing about female fronted. That's yeah. okay. Like a really good example about the whole female fronted thing is if you go on Spotify and find a band that's all dudes, um, 
especially like cis white guys and you go to their Spotify description, there will be like six adjectives about the type of music that they play. <laughs> a lot of times if you Google a band with women or non-binary people in them, it'll be like blank fronted, like women fronted or non-binary fronted punk or rock yeah. and like there's no descriptor to the music except yeah. for that which is yeah. what you were saying yeah. but like i always tell i'm like go look at like your favorite band's spotify descriptions and look at the difference yeah it's huge like it, it's really crazy yeah. so i just wish that would stop being a thing yeah <laughs> totally yeah i mean i can even speak from like personal experience and growing up in like the 2000s it seems like there has been a, a lot more of a shift to like people especially like young people but i mean also with like people who are now my age and above like not necessarily thinking about like any labels for something like that's probably one of my favorite things about just like how music and the internet are intersecting right now and like into the future is that a lot of genres or labels don't necessarily like need to be there you know it can help if you're like on Bandcamp or something where you're searching for like a very specific sound or something but it's cool that there's just like this huge like gumbo of sound you know just yeah. kind of I really like that aspect of, of music now that it's becoming so genre fluid uh, yeah yeah I just I love that genre is becoming obsolete like mm. what you were saying like yeah. I really think that you know we get asked to describe our band all the time and like i don't want to act like i'm boasting but it's like kind of hard to describe there's like something yeah. forever um yeah i totally agree a, yeah there's other bands like mannequin pussy who do um the <laughs> who do um all kinds of genres you know who kind of they have a, a sound that is very their sound but it also crosses over. And I think that that's just so common now, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I freaked out saying the P No, you're good. They're, 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 band. Um, they're great. Yeah, I do want to speak to I, like lyrics specifically, because I think when you were talking about, you know, punk not being so necessarily about heavier things anymore, I've been sort of feeling that in my own life where I don't, I don't want to write songs that are about pain. I don't want to, because it, it almost feels like I'm, I'm, I'm keeping myself in that by writing it and singing those songs every night, honestly. And so I do, I do think that not that lyrics aren't as important, but that what are in the lyrics is, I don't know, that it can be more free. At least I've been feeling like where maybe I can explore describing the trees and the ocean and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, story you know and not having to have it be about something necessarily like that's something i love i love lyrics i love finding out what something is about yeah but i it can be it can be difficult when all your lyrics are about pain and it's like okay i gotta go find some pain to write about and it's like no i don't want to live like that you know right um, it's fun <laughs> totally and it's, it's kind of funny to think, at least for me, like looking back at some of the stuff like punk and metal in the 80s, it was so political and stuff. And there was always, not always, but a lot of times there was a very concrete message that um, you're trying to express because a lot of times like people would flock to like the heavier side of music as kind of an escape and a place where you can like 
also talk about like what's going on in society and it also seems like right now since so many of us kind of look at society as such like like a festering thing that like <laughs> some of the lyrics or some of the music now can be an escape from that where you don't have to talk about like everything that's going on that you don't necessarily want to be talking about anymore but it goes both ways too you know i mean there's so many cool bands like have you all ever heard of soul glow before yeah, they're yeah. Great. yeah, really cool. I'm hoping to play them a little bit later. And they like, I mean, they their lyrics are so complex. I mean, it's like, I don't know, listening to a Kendrick Lamar album or something. But it's, I love it. Yeah, I think that it's. I remember our our drummer talking about going to see idols and how their music is very political a lot of the time. But live, they just they played the music, you know, mm -hmm. and it was which is exactly what people want to go, you know, not exactly, but oftentimes when I go to a show, I don't want to think about anything. I just want to go and, and have fun. Yeah. And I think that definitely it's a balance. It's, you just got to strike a balance with it because I think that it's important for people to use their voice. And at the same time, we all know that, you know, the government is, is so failing, is so and that the climate is this and like all these horrible things that it's like i don't i already look at my phone and think about that i don't necessarily want to think about that all the time it's right. it's about as a person who's who's you know a, like do me in that way i think that it's really important to strike some sort of balance like and i mean even our lyrics don't necessarily there's one song that's that's outright political which i felt like it was important to write um because just because i was angry and think it's important to talk about um but then even our other songs lyrically are are complex and show a a different show a lot of perspectives in one song like we we just were practicing this one where it's kind of a about a, a toxic relationship and it's and it's both sides it's like all sides of the relationship it's not just one you know, which was fun for me to write on. <laughs> I love yeah, because it's hard to, it's almost hard to articulate a concrete message when, when I personally have so many complex feelings about one thing, you know, but <laughs> I don't know everything I can see. I can see two things at the same time and be like, they're both true, you know? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of balance, like one of the things that I really love about y'all's shows is that a lot of times in specific cities or specific place, places where you'll play, you'll spot like a different mutual aid program or like a different nonprofit organization. Yeah. So, do you so have one coming up for your shows that you're going to be spotlighting in San Francisco? Yeah. So I believe they're called Sogotea. Um, land trust and they're an indigenous organization that works with like restoring land and educating and all kinds of great stuff um and i'm not sure who's going to do the second night i have an idea who it's going to be but i don't want to say before um mm -hmm. they do but i really like the organizations west oakland punks with lunch they distribute um harm reduction services and food and all kinds of stuff to houses people and anyone who just comes in and needs those things and i also really like anti-police terror project it's also based out of oakland there's a chapter in sacramento as well and they focus on educating people on um 
like police brutality and the faults in the legal system and they advocate for people who are in in prisons and do a lot of education in sacramento they also have like a, a mental health last time I, I i i had like gone to a meeting and they had they just have all different organizations so yeah there's like an organization there's like a, a division that's to go to the legal offices and talk to um what's it called lobbying people you know to get mm -hmm. um pro-abolition stuff in and they have a, a section that's like people on the ground to go help people who are in crisis and stuff like that um yeah that's one of the things like as far as balance it's been a lot easier and just it makes more sense to me to have a group come and speak on their own organization because it gives people like you can directly hear from people who are on the ground doing the work and they and then people who are there can take action and have an organization to go to that's actually we did like this whole this last u.s tour that we went on almost all of the shows had a mutual aid organi organization mm -hmm. so that was really that was really fun for me it, it's like so exciting <laughs> yeah how do you go about finding those in like individual cities like especially ones you've never been to before oh my gosh. really hard on this <laughs> actually so frustrating i literally i literally go on instagram and type mutual aid organization somerville massachusetts or whatever and try and find and or i find one organization and then you know but oh they haven't been active since 2020 go in their fall it's a whole like operation to go find process. yeah dude it's but it's worth it and it's really cool to have a network of of mutual aid groups that come through and and I also really love our audience. Our, I just gotta say, our crowd, every single show, no fail. I'm like smacking my hand on the ground to emphasize this. Every show, the people go and speak on stage and everyone's like, yeah, you know, just like cheering so hard for everything that they have to say. Like they're very enthusiastic. Yeah, they're very enthusiastic and very much want to change like yeah. the world. Which I, is very hopeful, you know, gives me a lot of hope too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen y'all a couple of times. And I mean, that's one of my biggest takeaways from the entire proceedings is because like, you draw very, like, very diverse and like unique audiences too of like all age, and just all different types of people are there. And pretty much everybody is just stoked, which yeah. is so dope. It's really cute. I think it's really special. Like, I just, I mean, a lot of these fans we like grew up with you know like like i said earlier we were so young and we were playing to other teenagers and now those teenagers are in their 20s like us and yeah. then we meet new teenagers i've met so many families who are bringing their very young kids and it's their first rock show or their first show in general that's or, so cool yeah or first a kid who's first show they were allowed to go to by themselves yeah. or like you know it's like or like oh my this is my dad like yeah I, he yeah. had to come I could play and he loves your music now you know there's like of course all the parents that come and they're like my kid loves you can we take a picture there's like um <laughs> as we play bigger rooms there's like that. a whole like section at the end of just parents yeah like mm -hmm. at like whole like pta meeting in the last three <laughs> it's really cool yeah, and then I, I like getting and they get the <laughs> yeah yeah they're like spiking the punch in the back or something yeah it's really cool our audiences are very special i'm super grateful for everyone who comes to our shows like they really it's really special it's really really special it's cool and they're very respectful too yeah i was 
another thing I wanted to ask about was just like moshing, because I know like um, I mean moshing just has existed in heavy music for so long now, and like not everybody wants to mosh, you know, like and some people just get way too like rowdy about it too. And one I know one time that I saw y'all um, in the middle of the set. Alexa, you were like, all right, everybody take one step back and then take <laughs> one more step back. All right. Now everybody has room. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Do y'all still, do you love to see moshing at shows? How do you feel about oh. moshing? Oh, yeah. H word. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you can say that. You can say hell. <laughs> I love it. Alexia does a really good job of controlling the crowd and making sure everyone's taking care of each other. There's only so much we can do because we're yeah. playing. Mm -hmm. You know, crowds are very respectful to one another and we always try to let people know, like, you know, be aware and mm -hmm. be around. Alexia always asks people to step back. Yeah. You know. Just because I, I've hated being at a show and being right at the front. And that's the thing is, like, when you go to a show, you kind of know if you're right at the front, you're going to get smushed. Yeah. But, you know, I can tell people, I can, yeah, it's slash there. I can tell people to take two steps back. Like, it's, it, you know, I can do that. Um, yeah, I love it when people mosh. I love, I love moshing. Um, it's like when I go to a show, that's what I want to do a lot of the time. And so I haven't wanted to stop that at all because it's awesome. But I think that a lot of people who come to our shows, it's like it is their first show or they haven't been to too many. So they don't necessarily know the etiquette. And also, like, because of the pandemic, there was, like, a good two years, like, where people didn't do that, you know? And so there's a lot of people who got into rock and come into it and don't know the... I had to go, like, get punched in the face to figure out, oh, don't stand. Right. Um, so I've started, like, at some shows, I'll be like, okay, open up the pit. If you're on the outside of the pit, you are responsible for holding it in and kind of telling people the etiquette because it's mm -hmm. like, you know... You're, you're on the outside you've got to hold the pit in that's your job if you don't want to be there go somewhere else like you know and i really tried to emphasize like if you don't like where you're standing like just go somewhere else you can do that yeah. <laughs> what the splash zone i'm like if you don't want to you don't want to get wet don't go in the splash zone it's like if you <laughs> don't go in, near the pit yeah it's it's funny like seeing I've been to a few metal shows over the past few months where it seems like people are kind of, you know, coming out of their houses after so long. And sometimes, like, people just want to mosh and take it, like, way too far, you know? <laughs> like, and they don't even necessarily realize that they're doing it. Um, yeah. It's it's really cool to, like, see, witness somebody come out of their shell like that again. But it's also like, oh, man. Yeah. I think that there's, like, a time and a place. Like, if yeah. I go to a so I'm not getting near the pit because some dude's going to be winning. I know that, you know, and it's like, and that's I'm not, so true. I'm not mad. Like, you know, this is that kind of show. Like you do that, you know? Yeah. Um, but when there's a bunch of, like people who are like five, six at a show, like you can't, you Try five foot. yeah, like five, you know, like at our shows, it's like, you can't, that's not, it's not the time and place. It's like, if you want to go beat some people up, there are shows where you can totally go do that. At. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we're like heshing either. Yeah, another thing I wanted to ask about too is I know you said that there's a lot of um a lot of folks who come and they're like younger kids and it might be their first show. Like one of the things that I admire about just both of y'all in general 
is that you have really devoted yourselves to like musical expression and like you're doing this and that's your life you know do you would you do you ever have any advice or like words of wisdom to other people who want to like devote a lot more time to creative expression um i think the number one thing that we both talk about a lot is like if you're gonna do it like do you like don't do you know music that someone else has already done i know i know it seems impossible and daunting you know to do something new and to not copy that idol that you love like i used to sing like tom DeLong all the time mm-hmm. but <laughs> what makes band like so much i still do it sometimes it still comes out sometimes and it's so good though like Oh my god. But then it, it, it like continues. The there. first time I heard Blank, I was like, how could anyone listen to this? And now they're one of my favorites. Um, but I, I just think originality or the attempt for originality is really important and really valuable and admirable. Like I, you know, obviously millions, you know, if not billions of bands have done things that are very similar to what we have done. But it's just it just takes that little extra special push, you know, that new thing. You know, like Alexia has a really unique voice and they express it in really unique ways. And, you know, I try to add a minor chord every every other the time. Half yeah, the half step. I love the half step. Many bands before yeah. me have done the half step, but it's just, I think that's important is trying to like, I don't know, I always talk about this on stage during muscle, like be yourself because there's only one version of you and someone needs that version of you. Like yeah. someone needed 16 year old us, like, you know, that was you know i was very afraid to like not write pop songs but we didn't and then people like them so yeah yeah definitely the originality and kind of like doing your own like you know for me i was always like i will never be i will never be freddie mercury i will never be lady gaga (laughs) i will never be yeah i will never be david Byrne. but i am me so i can if you can hone in on your own voice vocals you know and that is kind of like my what i'm most good at mm-hmm. <laughs> very good you <to> sing <laughs> um, <laughs> like if you can hone into what your voice is and and utilize what you got then you will be incredible like i don't think that there's really any sense in comparing yourself to and we all do it i do it like and trying to be your favorite singer because you will never be your favorite singer but you can you and like everyone has a unique voice everyone has a unique style of playing it's just a matter of 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 bringing it out like coaxing it out you know um and that takes time takes a lot of time but the sooner you can start doing that the better the easier it gets yeah find Um, your voice know your voice use your voice exactly Yeah. yeah i also think that if you're gonna do it do it as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. Like, I really, like, I really, really, really believe in that. Like, I, you know, if you're going to get on stage for your first show and you're scared and you're like, I'm going to look stupid, I'm not going to dance. Like, dude, you got to get up there and dance and have fun. You got to yeah. dance as hard as you can. You got to sing as hard as you can, like, within reason. Yeah. You got to, like, play every show. You got to just, you got to just hit it so hard mm-hmm. if you're going to do it. You know, if you really love it and you really want to do it, do it with everything you have in your freaking little body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we did. You know, like I never gave myself the choice to do anything outside of music. I was like, nope, there is no other option for me. And I will pass away if I do not do it, you know? So it's like, 
yeah, I'm on very low battery. Amen. Um, <laughs> no worries. Well, y'all have two shows coming up this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Great American Music Hall, Destroy Boys. What other shows do you have coming up that you're excited about? Uh, we've got some SoCal shows in early August. That's so going to be tight, like LA, San Diego, Phoenix, Ona. Mm-hmm. We're playing They're on the East Coast. Out, for, um, from yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Playing like in Philadelphia, playing Right Fest. You're playing, playing Red Fest. Rocks, right? That's a, a tour to it. Which one? Oh, the, the yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Midwest, just... East Coast. Midwest, East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're doing Philly. Yeah. Right. And some other things. Cool. And some other things. Yes. Later. Sacred things. Nice. Oh, we're playing Red Rocks in October. Yeah. With Spirit. Spirit Box. Nice. Spirit Box? Yeah. Okay. I don't know Spirit Box. You'll have oh, to educate me. Yeah, you should check them out. Oh my gosh. So yeah, for real. No, yeah. Nice. There's cool. Well, do you have my last question for you? Do you have any like dream act that you would love to tour with who you haven't already toured with? Or if you can't think of any, who's like the act you've toured with before that has been like your biggest dream to tour with? I, I guess. keep dream coming. I love Aqualine Trio, and they were very nice. Um, I would love to tour with Blink-182 and or Green Day. That would be fun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> My chemical romance, if we hey. want to play with you. So- <laughs> like, we played with, we brought Jigsaw Youth, and Jigsaw Youth on our last tour, and they were a dream to play with. I love them so much we're playing with them again in, in philly and i just i love them so much oh my god they're my like, cow, my cow. scowl too scowl is awesome I love scowl. also dreams like yeah i love my cow. we're playing on the same day yeah. as them at red fest and i'm gonna freak out oh playing with um mannequin can i say that word <laughs> yeah playing with mannequin pussy was a dream come true as well oh, yeah paramore would be paramore, fun wow i'm just yeah. naming all the pop punk you know <laughs> Crazy. Well, I can't wait to see you with Scout. I've never seen Scout, and it's been too long since I've seen y'all. So, oh, cool. I will see you on Saturday once again. Hey, thank you so much for your music. Thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank, thank you, you. thank you, Del Sur. Oh, I can't wait to see y'all again. Once again, Destroy Boys. This is KXSF LP, San Francisco, one hundred two point five FM. Thank y'all so much. Stay tuned. Thanks. Support for KXSF comes from The Music Store, an independent record store located in San Francisco's West Portal Business District. For more than two decades, The Music Store has featured two floors filled with music and movies, bins and bins of vintage vinyl, new and used CDs and tapes, and rare hard-to-find DVDs and videos. You can pick up a replacement record needle and even learn to play guitar all in the same visit. The Music Store, located at 66 West Portal Avenue. Thanks for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco.
Once again, Destroy Boys, thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks to everybody listening out there. This is The Chasm on KXSF. You just heard all this love from Destroy Boys, one of the quiet moments on their on their album Open Mouth, Open Heart, released last year. They're playing this weekend at Great American on Saturday and Sunday. I believe Saturday is sold out. More information on tickets and the show can be found on their website. We're going to take one break, and then we're going to come back with a special guest set from Chili Finger Lady. Stay tuned. Join us July 25th at South Park Cafe in SF for a very special Supper Sessions live dinner as KXSF highlights the amazing work and celebrates the second birthday of Feed the People Collective. Founded by chef and San Francisco native Haley Garabato and the 280 Project's Christopher Renfro. Working out of Alamany Farm in San Francisco, they bring free meals to the local residents near the farm and others who attend their monthly community pop-ups. The dinner will feature four incredible courses prepared by Garabato with an optional pairing of four wines thoughtfully curated by Renfro, all accompanied by live sets from KXSF DJs. Proceeds from the dinner will benefit both the Feed the People Collective and KXSF San Francisco Community Radio. We hope everyone come out, celebrate, and support the collective through this fundraiser dinner Monday, July 25th, as well as coming to the Feed the People's monthly pop-ups at Alamady Farm. Tickets can be purchased at ticketstripe.com slash sflive-ftpc or find out more on the kxsf.fm website. Once again, this is The Chasm on KXSF 102.5 and streaming live at kxsf.fm. All right, we've come to the point where we are going to have a guest spot from Chili Finger Lady. They've been on the program once before with a guest spot, but this next one, I think it's going to be even better. So it's 10.52. We got about eight minutes until 11. Eight minutes. You can play like three to 37 punk songs within that time frame. So we're going to hear a few. Starting off with Sniffany and the Knits. This is Girl Factory.
KXSF LP San Francisco. You're listening to 102.5 FM and streaming at KXSF.FM. This is The Chasm with Del Sur. That last track was called Walking Crime by Pussy Gillette from Austin, Texas. Hey, that sounds like a familiar spot. Might know a thing or two about that land down there. Before that, Gel with Mental Static Gel. Featured in all caps, G-E-L. That's off of Mental Static. Title track from that one. Uh, and we started off that three-song run with Sniffany and The Knits and I-T-S. That's, I love that band name. Uh, Girl Factory was the name of that one from The Greatest Knits. All right. We're going to continue on with our guest spots from Chili Finger Lady. This next one is from Cold Meat. This one's called Women's Work.
Support for KXSF comes from Rainbow Grocery, a warehouse co-op market with organic vegetarian grocery items, bulk goods, and supplements. Visit Rainbow Grocery at 1745 Folsom Street in San Francisco or on the web at rainbow.coop. That's rainbow.coop. Thanks for your continued support of KXSF 102.5 FM. Once again, we are in the midst of a guest DJ spot from Chili Finger Lady. That last track was from Chalk Circle. That was entitled Scrambled off of Reflection. That one's 11 years old from 2011. Um, Before that, we heard Gloss. I loved that track. Um, Very cool, kind of hardcore influence stuff. That was called Lined Lips and Spiked Bats off of their demo from 2015. Cool title, too. Before that, Mujeres Podridas with La Muerte Está Llamando. Death is certainly calling us all, isn't it? That was off of Muerte en Paraiso from last year. And before that, All Hits with Men in Their Work. This was a cool transition. We heard, before Men in Their Work, we heard Women's Work from Cold Meat off of their album Hot and Flustered from 2020. Let's continue on. Next up, we've got That Dog with Gagged and Tied.
California, like all of our western neighbors, has been in the grips of a historic drought, and the signs are everywhere. From worsening wildfires to the increasing appearance of once-shy wildlife roving our urban areas. While much of this is out of our control, there is something we can all do. Conserve water and minimize water waste. You can make water conservation a way of life. Learn more by going to saveourwater.com. It starts with you. It ends with us all. It never ends. Just do it. Conserve water. Minimize water waste. Brought to you by KXSF 102.5 FM. Very important message from one human to other humans. Thanks for listening to The Chasm. Once again, my name is Del Sur. We just wrapped a guest set from Chili Finger Lady. Those last two tracks were from Scowl right here in the Bay Area. They're doing some pretty cool things within the realm of punk rock, hardcore, and more. They released a little a little mini LP, a little EP, whatever you want to call it, called How Flowers Grow. Last year, we heard the tracks Trophy Hunter and Seeds to Sow, which is a nice little reprieve from uh, all the faster moments in that album. Scow will be playing... With Destroy Boys, who we heard from the first 45 or so minutes of the program. Once again, big thanks to them for stepping onto the program. Yeller, welcome back. Anytime. All right, before Scowl, we heard from Big Joni, their cover of No Scrubs by TLC. That was a nice prize. I enjoyed that one. Uh, before that, Dumb Spell with Distract Me. Stiff Love before that with Attitudes, Bags, a 70s track, Bags with Babylonian Gorgon. That was from a singles collection. I guess they were uh, some of that first wave punk from the late 70s and from L.A. as well. We started off that little set with That Dog with a track called Gagged and Tied. All right. We're obviously playing a lot of punk and hardcore. A lot of times on this program, you might be accustomed to hearing more of the um, extreme metal end of the spectrum. And don't get me wrong, I love that stuff. I just spent several days in Seattle at Northwest Terror Fest, enjoying it in the flesh. Let me tell you, it was a great time. Big thanks to all the organizers of Northwest Terror Fest. You made that a very, very enjoyable and seamless experience. Whew. Thanks to Witch Vomit, too. That was thoroughly enjoyable. I never thought I'd get to see Witch Vomit in the flesh, but there it was all over the floor. All right, I'm going to play... We got about 30 minutes left, so I'm going to play a few of my favorite punk and hardcore songs, starting off with probably one of the first punk songs that I ever learned to love from Bad brains i spent a good amount of time in my formative years in the dc area and bad brains was all over the map there one of my favorite concert going experiences was seeing them and then seeing wu-tang clan follow them immediately afterwards and uh moshing to every single second of both of those sets man it was fun I wish I could transport back to that moment right now, but I'm going to do the best to conjure back those feelings. So let's hear the title track 
off of their album I Against I. This is Bad Brains on the Chasm. Everybody, ready? What do I do?
Well. Yeah. Butthole surfers. This one's called Graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> Off of their album Locust Abortion Technician. A band from Texas. Unfortunately, a place not known for abortions anymore. But alas, we still have the surfers in some capacity. Before this, we heard 86 Mentality, their eponymous track, entitled 86 Mentality, DC Punk, who I came across when I was a young preteen. I, uh, by happenstance, met their drummer, who was a co-worker of my mom's. It was uh, the last place that I would have expected to uh, meet the drummer of a hardcore punk band. But alas, he turned me on to some great music. So thanks, Mike. Minor Threat before that, another DC band, 1-2-X-U. And Bad Brains to start it all off with I against I. All right, we're going to hear, uh, let's hear a Faith No More track after this, and then uh, we'll see what happens. Let's see here. Ah, uh, yes, generous support of KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio, comes from Charles Neal Selections since 1998, San Francisco-based Charles Neal has been an importer and distributor of fine wines and spirits for wholesalers, retail stores, and restaurants across 17 states. Learn more about Charles Neal's focus on imports from family-owned operations throughout France by visiting the website at charlesnealselections.com. Thanks for your support of KXSF 102.5 FM. Let's introduce yourself. Ha ha!
Once again, thanks for tuning into the Chasm on KXSF. Yeah. This is Rodan that you're hearing in the background. Rodan from Louisville. This is a track called Darjeeling. 
off of a compilation released posthumously after they split up called 15 Quiet Years. Rodan was one of the first bands I discovered in the post-hardcore scene. And along with them and At The Drive-In, they really uh, hipped me to the sound. And it still moves me to this day. Hey, join us Monday, July 25th at South Park Cafe right here in San Francisco for very special supper sessions, live dinner, as KXSF highlights the amazing work and celebrates the second birthday of Feed the People Collective, founded by chef and San Francisco native Haley Garabato and the 280 Project's Christopher Renfro. Work out of, working out of Alamany Farm in San Francisco, they bring free meals to the residents near the farm and others who attend their monthly community pop-ups. The dinner will feature four incredible courses prepared by Garabato and an optional pairing of four wines thoughtfully curated by Renfro, all accompanied by live DJ sets from KXSF DJs. Proceeds from this dinner will benefit both Feed the People Collective and KXSF San Francisco Community Radio. We hope everybody can come out to celebrate and support the collective through this fundraiser dinner Monday, July 25th, as well as coming to Feed the People's monthly pop-ups at Alamany Farm. Big thanks to all of our supporters out there. And big shout out to everybody in the community who's helping each other. We need you. We love you. All right. We're nearing the end of the program. Let's step back a little bit. We heard And You Will Know Us by The Trail of Dead. A little track called Totally Natural off of their album Madonna from 1999. Only their second full-length album. I think that's my favorite one. They're from Austin. They're uh, hometown gents. Seeing them live at ACL was also a highlight of pretty much any live show I've ever seen. Didn't expect much. And I don't know why I didn't expect much. I really was blown away. Before that, at the drive-in, first track off of Relationship of Command, our Carsonal, one of my favorite track ones, side ones of all time. And then Jay before that with My Shadow off of Blood Visions. We started off with Faith No More. We're going to end with Gospel, a new track from their new album, The Loser. This one's called Bravo to lead us out. This is one of my favorite albums of this year so far. I can't believe Gospel made another album. Only their seconds. And it is tremendously satisfying. Listen in. Thanks for listening to The Chasm. Till next time.
KXSF LP, San Francisco.